The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. What's up, everyone? This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I'm Alexander Rossi. And I'm James Hinchcliffe. And, and I'm your favorite part, Tim. Oh. And, and today... Infuriating. He still does that. It's, it's just ridiculous. Literally interrupting mid-sentence. Like, he just can't Nobody wait for... Nobody was listening to you. They're here for me. He couldn't even wait for a natural break to just slip in. Hi, I'm here. Yeah. Hi, I need attention. It's like my puppy. <laughs> Anyways, except your, except your puppy's adorable. Tim, I'll except go with Tim that. licks you more, <laughs> and Tim you also pees the bed more. One time, <laughs> seven times. So so Just anyways, the ten times. So anyways, here on Off Track, we have got our first dual guest um, joining us in the studio, yeah, that and, was and cool. we're we're pretty excited about it. The first uh, the first guest that we're going to introduce is Matt Stefanina, who is a massively popular internet dancer now, but him and I have a relatable story, and uh, actually James, him and I have a relatable story, because at one point, you know, in the past, in our past lives, James and I were actually going to go on the Amazing Race together, um, before it ended up being Connor and I going. And James and I, you know, we sat down in his in his house and and we ordered some Papa John's pizza, as you do, and queued up some episodes of the Amazing Race. We're and doing this, research. We're doing research because we. Him and I had really never seen the show before, so we wanted to see, and um, we started watching season 28, and there was this guy on there, and uh, yeah, we ended up interviewing him. Turns out it was Matt. Turns out it was Matt. But we didn't, didn't put it together at first, which is the Didn't put it best together part. until he yeah, walked in. Yeah, that literally like got, happened when he walked through the door. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, oh, you want Amazing Race? That's cool. And then it was like, what season? Oh, 28, and I won. Oh, right. Oh, 28. We, we watched We watched that. Who was your partner? Oh, now, now we, we know. know. So that's Matt. And then our second guest, who's also massively into the world of online dancing and has a, has a pretty cool story about, you know, her popularity despite her um, training methods. <laughs> and by will. that, you mean none. Lack of training methods. I guess that's what you call a true natural. An absolute true natural. We're talking about Amy Marie Gertner from Ohio, here in L.A., to talk to us. But before we get to that... Hinch and Rossi here to tell you about Casper mattresses. These things are great. They're designed to mimic the human curves, cradling you in all the right places, making it comfortable for any body type. You spend a third of your time asleep, so you better make it comfortable. There's the original Casper mattress, but you can also choose from the Wave and the Essential. Unlike Hinge, all Casper mattresses are designed, developed, and assembled in the U.S. The best part, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash off-track and use promo code OFFTRACK at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to Off Track with Hinge and Rossi. I'm Hinge. Eh. And Rossi's kind of here too. I'm around. Guys. So, <laughs> the other the other 
episode, the other week, we had our Better Haves on in a segment we aptly named Better Haves, and we have foolishly decided to have them back on. I say that because, though we love their company, at the end of our last Better Haves segment, uh, I threw out this crazy idea of doing a newlywed-style game. Uh, yeah, with... James, James, you and I almost ended the podcast over this decision. Yeah, no, it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great one. It wasn't a great one. But uh, Thim pulled rank. And uh, we decided to have uh, Miss Becky Dalton. Hello. And Miss Kelly Mossop. Hi. Back on the show to do a little little game. But it's there's a twist to it because Thim's in charge. And yeah, uh, do you want me to take over with the rules? Yeah, why don't you explain the rules? Okay, for, so for those of you listening at home, you might not know that uh, Becky and Kelly have actually been lifelong friends. Their, their friendship is much older than the, either of their relationships with uh, James or Alex. So I was curious to see who knows who better. Does James know Becky better than Kelly knows Becky? Now, we're going to reverse it and do it the other way on another week. But for now, the way we're going to test this, Alex has prepared three questions that he's going to ask both Hinch and Kelly. Guys, it's going to get serious. And we're going to see who knows Becky better. And then then we're going to see... Where is Tim going to work after this episode? Yeah. <laughs> or it won't be for couch, off track. Which couch is Hinch going to sleep on tonight? <laughs> All right, James. All right, Becky. This is... I didn't go softball on you guys. I'm not really interested in Becky's favorite color or favorite song No, but I'm up. interested in still being in a relationship when this is all set Well, um, that sounds like a James problem. Which one of James's friends... <laughs> Does Becky find most attractive? <laughs> <laughs> so this is me, right? So I'm the I like answer. This. I like Obviously this. Oh no! Now I'm gonna be in. I'm, why are you getting me in trouble with all these questions? Okay, so I have, on your side, James. I have. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. I really am. Uh, and I think I have an answer. You think Marco Andretti is attractive? Oh wow. I mean, everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. Where did you get that idea? Did you read my text or something? <laughs> she did not. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, uh, if you're listening, we're going to have to talk real quick, pal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly. All right, Kelly, what would you have said? I would have never told you that. <laughs> it was strictly between the two of us. Oh, wow. This is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I don't care. It's, it's not not awkward. You're it would be really awkward if I said Rob. <laughs> oh, boy. No. <laughs> oh, wow. Because that's what I'm saying. <laughs> wow, she's Sorry. No, I'm not blushing. <laughs> I mean, I'd say yeah. Alex, but that's awkward for me, so I'll go with Rob. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, who, who got it right? Did, and not, and the answer can be neither of us. Oh. But you still have to tell us who it is. Ooh. Um. <laughs> Guys, there will never be another segment of this. <laughs> this relationship is ending. Yeah, yeah. come on, Becky. I would. Which is you less can awkward? You slide in the DMs at Hinchtown on Twitter and Instagram. And the show is over. I. And by show, I mean relationship. Drinking wine's not going to help. Answer the question. <laughs> it, it numbs the pain. Not my pain. <laughs> <laughs> this is, Alex, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Just say it. 
Um, if I had to choose between Rob and Marco? No, that's not the question. <laughs> the question is, which of my friends do you find most attractive? I would go, I would say... <laughs> it's not coming out. No, we can see that. Yeah, it's awkward. I don't. It's, it's weird how awkward you are about saying it. Is it weird? Because now I feel like there's strange. more to it than just... <laughs> now I'm getting a little bit concerned. You should read into it. I actually it. can't decide. That's Marvel. the problem. Who is it's not, oh, it's hard because they're both I would say those two attractive. are probably pretty good ones. Yeah, so they're equally as... So, yeah. so we're both right. I would say, yeah, yeah those two are probably your most attractive friends. Okay, yeah. I'm glad we got through that. Yeah. That's you wow. can cut yeah, that. Yeah, no. I bet you are. I bet you're super glad about that. That must have been really fun. I was great. For you. Like, one of my best friends I stood in his wedding a couple months ago, one of my best friends for the last 20 years who's been my roommate for the last six months, and is my teammate. Oh, they're the two she finds the best looking. Cool. Please, Alex, let's move on to the next question with a score tied at one. You started by saying, I'm totally fine with this. I am totally fine with this. Kelly and James, question number two. What does Becky wear that looks the worst on her? But that's, but like... Who oh. is it? What what we think she thinks she looks worst yes. in? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's gotta be what we think you think you look worst in. No, I'm not asking you so. to take apart That's her wardrobe. I'm asking you right, what do you right. think that she often says. Oh, I can't wear that. Like for Kelly, if, I think uh, it's hats. Okay. If you're to ask, if the question is, what does Becky think she doesn't look good in? Uh, it's everything in her closet because she has nothing to wear. <laughs> I do. I don't. She always has nothing to wear. <laughs> So she looks equally as amazing in everything, which is why she looks equally as bad in everything because it's all the same. That was a cop out. It's so <laughs> true though. It, he, I, I, it's true. She Every literally time. has a massive closet full of clothes and, and never, never has anything to wear. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm just stealing Alex's answer, but Becky thinks that she doesn't look good in hats, but she looks good in everything. She's so which what, what Becky do you feel like that the the type of clothing or the piece of clothing that you try on but you just can't bring yourself to buy because you don't feel like you look good in it or you Everything have it in that store but you never we wear it? Today. What is it? <laughs> Who? Okay, so fine. I'll go. I'll go shirts then because like you're okay. constantly what just. What kind of shirts? Are I, we that's that's about? not a question for a man. There <laughs> there are one kind of shirt, the kind okay. you put on. So right as you said that, I would definitely say the one thing is crop tops. I just can't do them. Really? I hate myself in them. What's, is it crop top so, like the short yeah, ones? Yeah, it's a short one. I don't feel You gotta pick one on that. Hats or crop tops? I would wear a hat before I wore a crop top. There we Boom! Go. That's a right. lie. Look, and you know when it comes to Robbie and Marco, we can <laughs> both agree they're more the attractive time. than James, but you had to pick one here. <laughs> no, I, I never said more attractive. Yeah, but you meant it. That's what you meant. <laughs> it was implied. Yeah, I it got that. It was an implied right. thing. Okay. I, we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And now coming in for the final question, question number three. Oh, and another hopefully, one. Wow. Is there another one? Here we this go. This is the final round. Friendship hopefully, and relationship over. Boom. James and Kelly. Okay. How would <laughs> Becky describe her perfect weekend? The perfect weekend. I'd say at your cottage. Uh, James, I will send rope. At your cabin. Yeah. You know, Should I perfect weather, get the couch long ready days, yeah. <laughs> long days in the sun, yummy food, he gets lots pole, of wine. He gets podium. <laughs> yeah. He gets the girl. Rob shows up with his again, James. Out his girlfriend. Got you covered. Um, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. But you're uh, there and I'm not. I get it. it. That's okay. It's your turn. It's my turn. Yeah. 
the date would start Friday night in Los Angeles at Sugarbush. Sugarfish. 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 Sorry. <laughs> this oh. isn't fair. Are you going to give like different locations for every day? That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah you if I were different to say, people. oh, oh she'd them. start off at a Celine Dion concert oh. in Vegas, that would win and that no, would be it. No, that's where I'm ending. No, you can't end with that. We're doing sugar. No, because it's all out in the west. We're doing no, sugarfish. Sugarfish is where. We're that's doing, nowhere near we're Vegas. Doing, okay, fine. We're doing a night Before and big sir. Well, they have Marco's jet in one of those little things, little cabin deals. Yeah, right? I think you know I just made about? you I win. Okay. I said okay. Celine Dion. I want everyone to know that. I said it. I meant it. I didn't know that we could start in different places and end in different places. By the way, as we've already brought up on this podcast, James has never seen Celine Dion in concert. More importantly, Becky has never seen. Becky Celine has Dion. never what? seen. What? I thought care. I thought he hadn't just hadn't. He gone promised with you. he would take me, and it's been a year and a half, and she's gonna die soon. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> do you do you she's have not. plans? <laughs> <laughs> Don't take her, James. <laughs> So oh, in, in this, this year and a half, what's, what's happened? Why isn't yeah, James taking you? Yeah, yeah, James. James. <laughs> oh. Um, why have I not taken her to Celine Dion? It's a timing thing. I'm waiting for the right time. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> in a year wait, and a half. Wait, yeah. I want to know what the right time wait, for that so is. So who wins? Who wins here? Or well, James he didn't even, even finish. finish. I didn't let him no, finish. No, yeah, you know what? You don't get a Sunday. It's a two-day weekend. You just get Friday <laughs> and Saturday. <laughs> Take it or leave it. You get dinner and then a night in Big Sur. I love your cottage, and that would have been my choice. But if you're going to throw a big sir in there, wait. But what about us. Celine Dion? No, it's not Celine Dion. But 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 she's not at the cottage either. So you, nobody. Shit, I should have left. So I think I, that means that. The, 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 can I can I bring in one of the logistical issue you guys have? Mm-hmm. You can't have dinner at Sugarfish and then wake up in Big Sur. Yeah. You can so, with the magic of a chopper. No, you I can't. Was just in the same. No, that's not realistic. That's actually people. very realistic in California. That's is like it a, though? Would you do that? I have, like, I have several. Because it? it's been a year and a half, and I haven't would. seen Celine Dion yet. I'm not. Yeah. So, so I'm mean, talking about chartering a helicopter. It's, it's literally, versus... it's literally shorter to charter a helicopter to Vegas than it is Big Sur. Yeah. So mm, who wins? I, I mean, could charter you a helicopter, Becky. Yeah, no, I know. I it's show still you the world. <laughs> no, I, I understand. My magic okay. carpet ride. That's fine. So you're just going to eat in a strip mall and then get on a helicopter. Basically. Yeah. Enjoy. Cool. Enjoy. Yeah. That makes sense. Whatever. So who wins? Not me, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, keep in mind it's an imaginary chopper. Might as well be a flying yeah. carpet. So I'm showing you a beautiful weekend. I can show woods. you the world. But mm, I'd go with the one that's not realistic. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the one that's not realistic. Yeah, cool. All right, James, reality, you are the winner of this. Kelly, definitely. I still think it can happen. Well, congratulations. Show Your me. Relationship might survive. <laughs> not uh, not likely. Win the Did I win? No, but here's oh. the best part, guys. This is wrapped up. I did win. Everyone. Well, I really lose, but I mean, I won the game. But. Yeah. Rob, Marco, if you guys want to come on the podcast. Tim? We'll do another couple segments. Yeah, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you what's happening is next week we're doing another, uh, what's this called? Better, Better halves. halves. Right. And so you're be, not in it. Ne- well, next week it's going to be called, <laughs> next week it's going to be called Better Half because it'll just be you, Kelly. And uh, we're going to, we're going to play, no, we're going to have to bring Becky back because we're going to play the same game. We're going to see who knows you oh, better. definitely. Whether it's Becky or Alex. And now I know where the bar's been set, bro. Oof. And I've got a week to think up questions. 
And before that, though, stick around for the interview, and thank you for listening. Hey, thank you very much for coming on, Becky and Kelly. Yep. Yeah, no, you guys were great. No problem. It's been a pleasure. I enjoyed it thoroughly, and always. You have another reason to look forward to the Indy 500 this year. We're happy to announce our first ever live audience podcast recording on Carb Day at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. More details will come soon, but if you'll be at the race, make sure to follow us. Our Twitter handle is AskOffTrack. We'll be posting more details there. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I am not Hinch. <laughs> and I am Rossi? Question nope, mark? That's not, that's not how that would go. Also not true. Uh, today we have our first double guest um, on the podcast. We're pretty excited about Amy Marie Gertner and Matt Stefanina. Thank you guys nice. for coming. Some and let's all give Alex a big round of applause for nailing those names. Yeah. You get the name Ooh, right? Like, very impressive. Thank you guys. I mean, I'm ever. sweating a little bit because he's not I was a big reader. So this not a huge reader. Trying to sound and, it out and good. pretty bad at pronunciation. <laughs> on top of that, I really do think that's the first time anyone's pronounced it correct. Thank you. In a Thank first, in a first, in a first try. try. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, at least I'm good at something. I will probably lose Battle Royale. So he always he always loses. At least I got that out of the way. Of course, we're joined as always by the bodiless producer, Thim. (laughs) Hi, everybody. So I guess this question goes out to both of you. I mean, social media is big part of your life and your careers at this point. I mean, what was the big thing? Each of you can answer this. Where it kind of put you on the map? I mean, a lot of people ask me like, was there one video? I don't think there really was for me. I mean, I've been on YouTube almost 11 years now, so it's been a long process of making videos through my whole career. But there was one summer uh, about five years ago where I put out a bunch of class videos, same as I always do. And for some reason, it was like five videos in a row that all did like 50 million views. And I don't know why they weren't any better than any other ones, but you know, sometimes for whatever reason, did one like website pick it up? I mean, the blogs, you know, would pick it up and and post about it, but I think it was a match of the songs that summer. It was like hit after hit after hit. And I just happened to dance to them and the videos do well. And the other thing was five, six years ago, there weren't very many people on YouTube creating content. It's not like now where a song comes out and you've got 40 cover videos, 100 dance videos, like the next day. It was really rare for people to, to be doing that sort of stuff. So that was kind of where it started and, and I was doing a lot of tutorials at the same time. So people would be like, oh, we can learn the dances and they would repost them and everything just sort of grew from that point. So you're kind of a Viking in some respects, like breaking the mold. Where did that inspiration come from? Well, I grew up in a small town in Virginia, and I didn't have access to a dance studio. So when I started wanting to learn how to dance in high school, I was getting like DVDs, and I was buying these like online how to dance courses. I was watching music videos, like anything that I could do to learn because I didn't have a studio. So eventually, once I started to have a little bit of understanding of dance, and I discovered YouTube, I was like, well, let me share whatever I'm learning, and we can kind of create this online community. 
And uh, maybe there's other people out there that are kind of going through the same thing as me. They want to learn how to dance, but they don't know where to turn to. And so I just started putting up tutorials and they weren't very good in the beginning. They were really bad. I was like, I probably shouldn't be teaching you guys this because I suck, but yeah. here's what I've learned so far. That's what we're doing with podcasts. And, uh, and here we are. And, and for kids at home, DVDs were things that you would buy movies <laughs> on before yeah. iTunes oh, no. existed. Yeah. How about you? What was your kind of like breakout moment? Mine's very similar. I'm from small town in Ohio and we don't have the dance scene at all that's out here and so I turned to I grew up watching music videos I watched your videos on YouTube to hey. ride on your tail and um, it was really vine that put me out there I wasn't creating content on vine purposefully because when it first came out it was just people using it as stop-motion to it was like video tweeting and um, I it was just one video that I happened to post that was a dance and it just took off out of nowhere I have no idea why I think it was just timing but um, it skyrocketed in like a month I had a million followers on that and then so everything that, so that else was a vine video. it was a vine video yeah and it wasn't even good it's so always the bad it's ones like, that really do well. that one <laughs> you're known for it inside yeah. you're like cringing you're like, you're like yeah. oh I wish you would know me for something better yeah it's nothing that I'm like I'm proud of that it was just in my opinion it was just messing around but it took off and then everything else just started flooding in which was so new to me see for me it's kind of weird because well vine i never got vine like vine no, was that same. was either before or after i don't know exactly or, or just in the middle when you didn't want one other thing or yeah or i was just not clever and creative enough sure. to have a vine like i can't condense my thoughts into six seconds but i would have thought for something like dance people would want more than six seconds i'm surprised that vine was like a good platform for dancers well, that's part of why I think it did take off because people weren't using Vine to post serious videos. It was comedy. And then it's not so much that dancing is anything new. It was just new to that platform. So I think people kind of then took it as a way to be like, oh, okay, we can, we can post singing videos. We can post dancing videos. We can post anything. Like it is a platform for anything across all mediums. And because of that, they actually added a dance category. So I was really excited about that. Matt, you got your start in snowboarding. Um, what was the change into dancing? I honestly, in a weird way, they're kind of connected. Okay. So in Virginia, uh, if anybody's ever snowboarded on the East coast, you know, we have a very short season. It ends about April. And so from April to November, there was no snowboarding really for me. And, um, so I would go to the gymnastics facilities in the summer and I would train like nude flips and try to learn tricks. And there's always like open gyms, there's break dancers, there's gymnasts. So I would see people doing all this crazy stuff. I was like, oh damn, like teach me how to do that. And so I kind of got into break dancing in a weird way because of snowboarding. And then I was able to flip and do these tricks. And so the dance crews were like, hey bro, we need somebody that can flip. Why don't you come dance? I was like, I can't dance, y'all. And they were like, we'll teach you. Just do a backflip at the end. We need like more points on our scorecard, whatever. So if you could do that, it would help us. So it all like kind of interconnected. And, and at the time, I was really serious on becoming a professional snowboarder. That was kind of my path. And dance just like slowly crept up on me until I was like, you know what? I want to move to LA and try this. Do you, do you remember like the point when that switch happened? When yeah. you were like competitive snowboarding and kind of dancing and then all of a sudden one started coming up and like what was that What was that moment when for you it was like, all right, snowboarding now takes a backseat? Yeah, it, it was at the same time I was starting YouTube and there was one uh, summer, you know, I wasn't snowboarding. So I was kind of waiting for the season to come around and people started hitting me up on, on email and being like, hey, we saw your YouTube video. Would you come out to Philadelphia and teach a class. Would you come to North Carolina and teach a class? And I was like, 
are they serious? Like, did they see my video? I suck. But like, clearly there's some type of connection here, you know, and I was just having so much fun traveling and teaching. I was like, I really want to give this a shot. And, and the next year I moved out to LA. So Amy Marie, I mean, for you, how did that start? Was it something as a little girl you were, you wanted to dance, you liked music? Or, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm entirely self-taught. I still have yet to take a class ever. What? Is, never I, taken a class. I have never taken a dance class. I've learned from using YouTube sure. and watching tutorials, watching music videos. I still grew up in a time where we like pre-internet and post-internet. So I had the, the option of both movies. Those are the, the DVDs, DVDs that you yes. stick in. Again, not they're not like, VHS. they're like, they're like oh, I, I was still tail end of VHS, but you know, not like break in VHS, <laughs> but, um, and yeah, just watching anyone on YouTube at the time, obviously Matt was one of them. And I loved Michael Jackson as a kid. And I actually just filmed a tutorial today about moonwalking and how he inspired me and how that was pretty much the first dance move I ever learned as a kid. And from a small town, we don't have the the scene there. So I just made it my own and had some friends from back home that enjoyed it as well. So growing up, we had like a dance group that we just did for fun, but it was nothing serious. So it's really cool to see it now kind of solidify into an actual job and a career. So what point did you come out here and, and really make it a career? Like you, you started to blow up on social media, but at that point it's still kind of fun videos, whatever. And at some point, again, you get that moment where it's like, all right, now this is a, this is a career thing. I'm going to move out to LA. I'm going to do this. When was that? Right. So I, when the Vine took off, it was about a month later when I had like around a million followers on it that people started reaching out. And I was just so confused because I'm like, how do you even know me? I had no idea they were viewing my stuff. And it was kind of the other people on the apps that kind of took me under their wing and showed me like, no, this is, this is a thing. This is what you should be focusing on. So I came out here and it was just the art of collaboration and getting to meet everybody that's kind of knowing the ropes behind social media in general. And that's really what inspired me to come out this way and here I am. <laughs> so are you going to take a class this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only if You're going to make yours. that happen? All right. Yes. So then do you each have, I mean, where do you do most of your, your videos? I mean, I know Amy, where you do them in your living room. <laughs> My makeshift studio. Yeah. yeah. That's like the best part, though. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. You wake up in the morning. Not a lot of overhead. You feel inspired. That, yeah, that production. I'm kind of jealous of that, actually. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's she relatable. just woke up and just like, bam, she's there. Like, it's <laughs> right. done. Wake up at 9, finish work by 10. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Throw on a song that I like. Be done by 9.15. Yeah. And off we go. I think it helped people, too, realize that you can be anywhere to do this. If you have a camera, if you have a mirror, if you don't have either, you can dance anywhere where there's music. And that's how I did it for myself. It's like, I don't need a studio or I, I didn't have a studio accessible, so I just did it myself then, and I shared it, and people really responded well, and a lot of people, I, one of the best things is when I see younger girls sending me their videos, and they're in their living rooms, and just filming themselves, and it's like, oh, that was me, and it's, it's inspiring to know that I'm that person for them. You're inspiring to them. So you guys have both obviously accomplished a lot. I think too quickly off of this, just because it's the thing that I always tell people, like the best advice I could give if they're trying to get into doing something online is to make it as natural as possible. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's one of the great things about what Amy's saying, like dancing in her living room is there's not the big, uh, production studio with lighting and you don't need a camera guy on a uh, a thing moving around like you don't you don't need all that if the dancing is good if the content is good 
it will do well and you yeah. can make a, a business out of it, whether it's dancing or anything. You know, right. sometimes my friends will get so hung up. They're like, well, I don't have the, the camera you have. I don't know how to edit. I'm like, turn your phone sideways. Yeah. Yeah. This is enough. Yeah. Take a video and post it, you know. Just and, be in and your element. Yeah, that's it. You know, you don't need to be in L.A. You don't need to have all the fancy stuff to be good and, and to get your stuff out there. And, and it's not just dance. It's really anything. When you look at, like, some of the most popular videos online, they're like crappy, shaky cell phone videos, you know, but they make you laugh or they make you feel something and that's why people watch them and share them. Yeah, absolutely. Can't catch the race on the big screen? Need to take the dog for a walk? Gotta run to the store to pick up some snacks for the race? Download the TuneIn app today. You can listen to our podcast, Off Track with Hinch and Rossi at TuneIn.com slash Off Track, every IndyCar race at TuneIn.com slash IndyCar, plus you can listen to every game from the MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL, and more. Hinch and Rossi here to tell you about an incredible product, Casper Mattresses. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon, and Google, Casper is becoming the internet's favorite mattress. These things really are great. I mean, they're designed to mimic human curves, cradling you in all the right places and making it comfortable for any body type. You spend a third of your time asleep. Let's make it comfortable. Well, some of us spend a little more than a third. Yeah, looking at you, Fim. There's the original Casper mattress, but you can also choose from the Wave and the Essential, and because they cut out the middleman, the prices are affordable. Casper also offers other products like pillows and sheets to give you a better sleep experience. And unlike Hinge, all Casper mattresses are designed, developed, and assembled in the U.S., which is why they offer free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. The best part? You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash off-track and use the promo code off-track at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. So here at Off-Track, we the whole point of this is to talk to people that have achieved extraordinary heights in their chosen field. You know, Alex and I worked very hard to get where we are. We had to sacrifice, we had to dedicate ourselves and we wanted to talk to other people that have done the same things in all sorts of different areas. You guys have done that, but a lot of the things that we see with our guests and we, and you know, we do ourselves is there's always something else. There's all, you reach a goal, people that have that, you know, motivation mentality, there's always that next goal. So for you guys, what's the next step? You both reach a very impressive level. That could be that, that could be it. But I get the sense that there's always probably something more that you guys are achieving. So, or want to achieve. So like for each of you, what, what's the next dream? What's the next goal now that you've achieved this? For me, I'm someone who's always trying to I don't want to say that I'm not content when I reach something. I'm very content. And what I've done so far is truly things that I never thought I could do in my life. Like there's so many things I've realized. I'm like, wow, that that was on my bucket list and I already crashed it off. But um, for me, I'm just always challenging myself to basically, I ask myself that, what can I do next? So for me, it would be acting because that door has been opened recently and I really enjoy it and it's something that I never thought I could be able to do so now that I'm out here I've done a couple projects on the traditional acting side so that's something that perfect too right the music video the music video got it I wish got it fine (laughs) not quite but um I was in a show recently that's on Hulu called Guidance and that was with people that I grew up watching on Disney I was acting alongside of them and it was just something that I'm like, wow, this kind of came full circle. This is something that I never thought I could do. And I'm thinking that's going to be the next focus. But 
obviously social media and dancing will always be there. Will you take an acting class? <laughs> Not before you take a dance so, class. I, I really you, yeah. can't before you a dance class. You're just going to sit down with your DVDs. Again, kids, he's a little circus. <laughs> Never mind. And just figure it out that way? Or might you, you know, involve yourself in some acting classes? I think eventually that would be so fun to get into. Everyone that I've heard that's done it loves it. Like improv and comedy, like it's it's a blast to be around. So I would love to try that. For sure. Matt, how about you? What's next? Man, I, I think, like you say, sacrifices. The biggest sacrifice that I, I made is I gave up snowboarding. And I was also a DJ and, and producing music. And I literally, when I moved to LA, I stopped everything. I was like, dance will be my life until I get to where I want to be. Um, so last year I got the opportunity to go snowboarding again after almost 10 years of not snowboarding. Like, um, like not at all? Not a single time. For, really? For 10 years I stopped. Wow. And um, the only reason I went is because of Sean White. It was with Sean White. Yeah. He was like, hey, you know, I got this show. Would you come on? We're going to go snowboarding at Mammoth. I was like, for you, like, that's like my dream come true, you know, growing up a snowboarder. So um, I mean, that's a pretty... Cool. Yeah, I've what never snowboarded, and I would snowboard. If yeah. I, was <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, man, man, this weekend? Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah. I'll I'm get in. the board. I'm in. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just getting back to, like, some of the things that, that I've loved since I was young, and, and I sacrificed to, to get to where I am with dance. I'm still training in dance. I've gotten back into tricking recently and flipping again. Um, I just DJed a few festivals the last couple weekends producing music, uh, acting a little bit. I started doing some comedy sketches. I wrote one for me and Kevin Hart, which we did a few weeks ago, which was really fun. You got fired. Yes, I did get fired. <laughs> he was not happy with any of my choreography. But um, yeah, it's just like kind of experimental now, just seeing what feels good. Um, and, and definitely like music, I, just, I missed it so much. You know, it's been cool to have the freedom to get back to it. Very cool. And Sean White, if you're listening, Anytime, Mammoth, I'm there. <laughs> I'll take a class. <laughs> wow. So we have this thing on Off Track. Uh, one of the segments called Lightning Round. It's not really a lightning round at all. Yeah, we need to change the name. It's, we should definitely change the name. It's pretty much it's just a continuation. It's pretty much just a continuation of the conversation. There was a suggestion suggestion to call it the Thunder Round. Because mm. Yeah, no. We, I, I don't know if we'll change it to that, but we need to change it at some point. It's got to change. Yeah. So on that note... Both of you, Snapchat or Instagram stories? Instagram. Instagram. Well, that, this wow, is that's actually a lightning this, round. This is already so far the quickest right. round we've already had. We've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, favorite artist to dance to of all time? Michael Jackson. Oh. I'm going to say Drake. All right. Describe your from dancing styles. And this, you know, prohibits you from talking too long. Uh, in five words or less. Describe what? Your dancing style. In five words or less? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so you use a lot of adjectives. Yeah, you say you use five adjectives. Uh, animation, full out, hip hop, cool. Sweet. Freestyle, flow. We, you can Class. go less. You can go less. <laughs> Two is five yeah. or less. Um, freestyle, flow, popping, waving, animation. I don't know. Nailed it. That's great. Yeah. Totally, totally <laughs> it. All right. Uh, favorite dance movie? Ooh. Um, you got served. Oh, all right. Original hip hop yeah. There you dance. go. I really love Stomp the Yard. Yeah. It's, right. it's, it's a different. Yeah. 
I like that. Um, go to karaoke song. So Use I've... yourself, Eminem. Nice. Good. I have never done karaoke. I actually carry the last time I karaoke. That was the song I did. No way. Karaoke. Yeah. Good choice. It's a New Year's Good choice. I gotta see this. You've so never you've done never karaoke? karaoke. I never have. Every time I'm here, everyone wants to take me karaoke because it's huge here. I mean, we should definitely. It's huge go. everywhere. Yeah. Karaoke. karaoke. So I right don't. Now. Do I don't. Know beat? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what my karaoke song would be. Well, okay. So think about it. Let's say we're at a karaoke bar right now. There's a menu in front of you. Uh, I wish we were at a karaoke bar I right now. I know you do, Sam. I know you do. And I mean, we'll, what are the pull on? Let's, let's, like let's put this. We'll, we'll, we'll buy you a little time to think of this one. Fim, Alex, why don't you tell the listeners again? Regulate. We, we Alex or and I do. And yeah. yeah, and uh, we kill it. They do a little duet of regulate. You, you have to come. Well, we're not going to do it here, but you, you got to come to Barney's sometime. Yeah. Sundays and Wednesdays. So what's, what's one song you would you would say? You just like anything by Bruno Mars. Nice. Off the top of my head. Bruno's awesome. You definitely can sing then. So we ask this to all of our guests because. It's not really a racing podcast. It, it has become very far from a racing podcast. <laughs> We've deviated further and further from that, which I think is to the benefit of everybody listening at home. But we still like to, as car guys, we still like to ask this question. Uh, fastest you've ever driven. And we swore to not tell the authorities. Hey, if you're an authority figure, please plug your ears. Mm. Go ahead. Earmuffs. <laughs> I don't think I've gone over 100. I was, I was in... Germany on the what's it called? Yeah, oh, yeah I think I hit about 130. That's cool. And I was freaking out a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> I wanted to be like really cool about it, but I was like, I'm going really fast. Yeah, this is, I don't like, this I'm, is I'm, really, I'm this really fast. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what you, do you remember you were driving? It was an Audi. All right. Yeah. I don't Same. remember which one. I was like, I was young too. I was like 19. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. It's pretty solid. Yeah. My truck's kind of a beater, so it doesn't really go that fast. I think <laughs> do it you would, drive a truck in LA? I, I do. No, LA, not yeah. out here, not Got out it. here. Okay. I wouldn't be able to park anywhere. In LA, I don't think I've ever gone over 30. I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't own a car if I lived here. I feel like that'd be infuriating. Uber everywhere. Yeah, traffic is like my, is like the bane of my existence. Oh, because yeah. yeah, Ubers just avoid the traffic. No, but I don't have to do it. <laughs> That's, I can sit it's in the someone back. Else's I can problem. work. I can entertain yeah. myself. I can watch dance videos on YouTube. See? You can watch a class. Yeah. I could take a class, like yeah. an online class in the back of the cab. <laughs> so much Second, time for classes. <laughs> class these days. <laughs> so, Tim, I'll let you take this one. All right, Battle Royale. Round one. Fight. Uh, in Battle Royale, I will give you guys a group of characters, whether they're real or fake. You have to imagine that this group of characters is in a massive physical brawl. You're going to say who you think would be the winner. You're going to state your case. You're going to tear the other people's choices apart. I will choose the winner, but we will also put it up on a, a Twitter poll so that the listeners can decide if we were right or wrong on that. Today, your group of characters are the characters from the Scooby-Doo show, the Scooby-Doo gang. Okay, so who all is this including? Okay. Super Scooby, Shaggy, Fred with his ridiculous ascot, Daphne, and Velma. Okay, so I'm just going to give you guys a tip right off the bat here. As... T- Thim here is the judge. He's already thrown Fred under the bus for having a ridiculous ascot. That's, but that has nothing to do with his fighting. <laughs> okay, because I was actually going to pick Fred. I was on Fred, but now I'm not going to do that. Because I, I feel like you're hating on him before but we guys, even started. Guys, the, also thing, the other thing you can do with Tim is if you like bribe him with like Anything. a beer. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. a high Anything. five, you'll win. Oh, so. wow. Or a good word. You just slip in a good word with Sean White to go snowboarding. Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Done. All right. I'm going to leave now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right, so uh, how, do we, how do we lead it off? Let's, yeah, you want to start us off? All right, well, um, I, I got to pick my man Shaggy. 
All obviously, right. um, despite having a couple of really great singles in the early 2000s. <laughs> he, it was him, by he, the way. He was. It was him. It's later been confirmed uh, that it was, in fact, him. All over that apartment. And <laughs> one, On I, I mean, height advantage, definitely. But I'm also going to say, um, since he does get high a lot, he probably doesn't feel as much pain. That's it's, an advantage. Yeah, that's, that's that, true. See, I use that this argument. I use that argument for a Seth Rogen battle royale, and I got shut down. Well, yeah, because <laughs> Seth Rogen's not going to fight anybody. That's the other thing. If like, you're, yeah, you're there's no Joe the corner, here, You're not though. really going to be that confrontational. I feel like you're going to kind of just be like. Eh. But that could be the strategy. Let everyone else fight it out, and then just take down the last guy. And then yeah, just come in, this pretend a- like they're a ham sandwich, and go, <laughs> go in. You know, the one she set in in the last round. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's Shaggy. I'm going to say 100% Scooby. All right. He is a giant dog. He's a giant dog. He looks more yoked than anyone on the whole squad. <laughs> I think he, that's just vanity ripped, though. Could be. <laughs> but then... But then <laughs> he hasn't been functional training. Yeah, exactly. But then on the emotional side, it's an animal. It's a dog. He could literally just stop in his tracks and just give you that puppy look. And mm. who's going to fight him? You know? Yeah. All you want to do is cuddle him. Great point. By, if, the, by if, the same point, it's also an, an animal, so it could. He's kill got the you teeth with, advantage. Yeah. Killer instinct. Without yeah. a, no, you're supporting our cause here. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Right, the problem is, it's, it's a good argument. Because, like, are you gonna argument. are you gonna fight a puppy? Absolutely not. Is anybody with a heart gonna fight a puppy? I mean, I'm, there's no chance. Well, luckily, it's not us doing the fighting. It's Fred. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick All with right. Fred, and here's why. I mean, if you look at Fred, Fred looks like a pretty preppy guy. Yeah. Okay. But he's big. He's kind of jacked. He might be vanity jacked. I'm not going to lie. But he's got some size behind him. Okay. He wears an ascot, which is a weapon in a fight. <laughs> FYI. How would, you, you, how would the ascot be used as a weapon? You can, I'm curious. You can take about that this. thing off, wrap around another guy's neck, right? Choke him out. <laughs> okay. All right. So, like, the, I think. Death you know, by ascot. Right, that so would be a sad way that, to go. That's a headline, though. But that's, I mean, that's, that's Shaggy's <laughs> fate. I see it. I see it happening. Plus, I'm not going to say that's the leading cause of death, uh, but it feels like it's got to be up there. It's potential. It's top, top ten. And then, like, you look at him, he looks like a, like a well-brought-up, kind of, you know, upper-middle-class dude. He probably took, like, fencing classes. You know, he looks like one of those guys. He does look like, like a part of Part of, a, like, a country club. You did can tell what classes. fencers look like. No, yeah. he looks like he took, like, now tennis. Okay. Tennis, very athletic. I'll, yeah, I'll give you athletic. You know, I think he's strong. He's one of the smarter ones. He's not high, so I think he's going to be able to have, you know, the... Mental he's alertness. He's on Adderall too, so he, he probably <laughs> he's focused. did well on his exams, and he's got a lot of ideas. You know, he's got a lot of knowledge. He's read a lot of survival books. Yes, you know. So yeah. I think Fred might out just outsmart them and ask God everybody to death. Well, to make this a show of equality, I'm going to go with Velma. Velma, and here's the here's my reasoning. The one who just constantly is just completely debilitated by losing her glasses. <laughs> <laughs> like unprompted she just has to stop everything and look for her glasses not in a fight <laughs> you see I may have overlooked that, <laughs> that maybe a small detail issue. here but here's the thing she's got contacts now so it's totally fine that's not true Does, not an issue. based on what I, every picture I see she is still wearing glasses unless she's looking for her glasses okay see <laughs> see my argument behind it before that was brought up was yeah. the fact that Anyone that wears square-rimmed glasses and orange turtlenecks all the time, I feel like it's, it's always the quiet ones, right, that you got to be careful of. So you think no. she's going to sneak up on it? I feel like she'll sneak up. She's the one that's going to have, like, a knife in her skirt. Guys, Do you I remember when we told you he's really begin- bad yeah. at this? <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. At the beginning of the show, we did mention that he is not super strong in this category. First of all, no one's going to beat a dog. 
So it's already been decided. Yeah, I, I, is it's it, is really it a hard. to the death, yeah. though? I or or can think... we, like, lock him in a crate and then he's out? I think that's a good thing. point. I think Fred's just going to throw a stake in the corner and he's going to be too distracted. He's kind of going to come up behind him with the ascot. Boom. <laughs> that's, that is something because we didn't know he's he's easily distractible with Scooby Snacks. He was, but he's still a giant dog. Like, if you look at the picture of them all together, like, he's about the same. A dog is man's best friend. They're not going to attack man. Yeah, that's because dogs have never bit a, anybody before. That's, More dogs have not bit a human than dogs have. Okay, that sounds probably true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, but I think I have to give. It, I think Scooby Doo wins this oh, fight. Oh come on! Hey, Henry, congratulations Why, on Battle Royale. We're so, gonna put that one on Twitter. Though. That will be a Twitter poll. because a you can leave Velma off. We we'll just have the three yeah. of us. Come on, <laughs> man. <laughs> what? What? If, who's the other girl? Uh, Daphne. 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 What, what if? What if she just girl? lifts up her skirt? Yeah, and you know Fred's already hitting that. So. Right. <laughs> so, so, so she'd win by distraction. So, so Scooby, is Scooby. Scooby still Scooby's be not getting distracted, though. He's just taking her down. I know, but that, that is... Yeah, I want Shaggy to at this point is seeing to... double, so he thinks she's a twin. So right. she's pretty positive. Zoink, He's Scoob! Scoob. <laughs> yeah, Scooby wins. Yeah, yeah, Scooby-Doo's the winner on that. Well fought. Well played. Well played. All right, Matt, Amy Marie, thank you guys so much for coming down and joining us for the afternoon. Um, it's been very cool to get to know you. Matt, a fellow Amazing Race person, you did a little Sorry. bit better than I did because uh, you won and I didn't even finish. <laughs> didn't dinner's what's, on what's winning a reality show like? That must be fun. Yeah. Oh. We can ask Elio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> and Amy Marie, thank you for coming and we really hope that you enjoy your first dance class. <laughs> Let she us will. know how it goes. Thank you for having my, me. My daughter takes toddler ballet. I can see if they can squeeze you in. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. Thanks again so much for coming out, guys. This has been Off Track with Hinge and Rossi. We'll catch you next week. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is AskOffTrack, or you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram or Snapchat story. We're also taking emails at ask at offtrackpod.com and phone calls at 317-731-2372. If we like what you have to say, we'll mention it on the next show, so you better make it pretty good. We're also individually on Twitter at at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. And if you want to, though we have no idea why you would, you can follow producer Thim at at the Tim Durham. Thank you to Matt and Amy Marie for coming out and talking with us today. If you'd like to follow Matt on Twitter, it's Matt Stefanina. Stefanina is S-T-E-F-F-A-N-I-N-A. And if you'd like to follow Amy Marie Gartner, her handle is at Amy Marie G. Thank you very much. The music you heard on this episode was written by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library, and the show is produced by Chris Boniello and Jeff Umbro of the Podglomerate, as well as Thim and Self, Tim Durham. Also, Peter Vincer, Matt Monreon, and Lucy Shen at CastBox. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest-growing and highest-rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. And if you're a fan of Off Track, check out this brand-new CastBox original. This sounds serious. I want you to meet Daniel Bronstadt. Hello! Over here! He's a little strange. Some nights I wake up and I think, 
It would be amazing to go on a flamingo hunt. He lives in a rundown mansion. Originally, this was meant to be a bathroom, but I've converted it into my bedroom. I just feel more comfortable sleeping in small spaces, and so I actually sleep in this tub. And he also may have killed his twin brother, Chuck. 911, what's your emergency? It's my brother. I, uh... I think he's dead. Okay, please calm down, sir. What happened? This Sounds Serious is a new fictional true crime podcast from CastBox. If you like some humor with your true crime, then this is the show for you. It's packed with cults, plot twists, a weatherman, a boy band, and, of course, an unsolved murder. Yeah, he's dead. He's face down in his bed, and I'm, I'm poking him pretty hard here, and uh, it would be very unlike him to not respond to this kind of poking. Download This Sounds Serious wherever you get your podcasts. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.